Hey, what's going on, travelers and outdoors enthusiasts? I'm Jason, and you're here on the Days Travel Podcast. Joining us today is Lori Baki. She was a former English teacher at the Colony High School in Texas. She's speaking to us remotely, currently in Costa Rica. So let's speak to her and see how she's doing. Bored lately, really, because I'm chilling here in Monteverde for the summer, and I'm not working. So, it's like the first time that I haven't like really traveled a whole lot over the summer. So I'm just kind of like relaxing for the first time in forever. That's a great place to relax, though. I mean, mm-hmm. You're in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Lots of like hikes to go on and new places to explore. So it's nice. But what's the weather like over there? Right now it's the rainy season, um, so it kind of just changes from day to day. It's really unpredictable. So right now it's like blue skies and some clouds, but in five minutes it could be pouring rain. So who knows? So one thing, have you gotten used to the mosquitoes yet? Because they're a completely different breed over there. And secondly, that's one of the countries that doesn't speak English or English isn't the first language. Mm-hmm. How like how did you tackle that? Well. I'm actually very lucky because I'm living in kind of the mountains. So I live in Monteverde, which is pretty far away from like beaches and really hot areas. The climate here is a lot more cool. And because it's on a mountain, like the water is flowing down. So there's not a whole lot of standing water and heat for mosquitoes to breed in. So there are actually like no mosquitoes in Monteverde. It's like the only place in all of Costa Rica without mosquitoes. So I'm extremely, extremely lucky uh, to be living here. So I don't really have to deal with them unless I go to the beach or if I go to another area that's a little bit of a lower climate, then they can get really, really bad. And then you just kind of spray yourself up and hope for the best. <laughs> so, wow. So so wait, you're living in a mountain or you're living on top of a mountain or near a mountain. So yeah, like- yeah, I'm pretty much in the mountains. Of course, Frigga. So are you like secluded from everybody else? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say... That's sec- amazing. I wouldn't say I'm secluded, but it's I'm like three hours away from the nearest hospital, three hours away from any other city. And there are some things that you can't just like buy here. So a lot of people just go to San Jose, hop on the bus to go shopping. So if I ever want to like go to the beach or go to a bigger city, I have to take about a three to five hour bus. <laughs> wow. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's a good thing because you're so sick. I would love to live there. Uh, but, like, the only thing is, like, the hospital is so far away. That's the only thing. I but mean, I feel like you like, guys have... There are clinics and emergency clinics. Like, if you break your arm, they'll take care of you. But there's, like, no x-ray machines here. They can't do lab work here. So if you have any, like, real problem, you got to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that sounds really amazing. Let's backtrack just a little bit, though. So you've lived in, I I believe you were living in Colleyville in Texas uh, most of your life. And then you you graduated and you started teaching, I believe you told me, in Capel. Uh Um, What made the decision for you to go over to Costa Rica? Yeah, so I, you know, like I said, like you just said, grew up in Colleyville my whole life and went to University of North Texas. And well, while I was at UNT, I studied abroad and I went to England for six months by myself. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I need to travel more. And I kind of promised myself that I would teach abroad and live abroad again. Um, So once I graduated from UNT and I went to go work in Louisville ISD, um, I loved working there, had a great job 
worked there for four and a half years, but just like knew that I still kind of had this goal that I needed to achieve. And I felt like pretty settled. Like I had the apartment that I wanted and like, I really liked my job and I liked my coworkers, but I just knew that like that school wasn't going anywhere. Like that apartment wasn't going anywhere, but like my youth and this ability to just like be free and go travel and be abroad and like learn these new experiences on my own were so fleeting, I guess. So I just decided to like quit and shove all my stuff in my parents' attic, pour them, and then just move to Costa Rica. I found this really great school and um, knew that it was the right fit. Awesome. And you seem like you're enjoying the most of it Mm -hmm. from Instagram. Oh, yeah. I love where I'm living right now. It's just covered in nature and it's such a unique environment that you really can't find other places. Yeah, I didn't expect Costa Rica, like, has so much greens and waterfalls and the climate there just looks amazing because I've, I've lived in Belize for all my life but then you make this place that you're living in just seems like you're just surrounded by so much nature and green and just just breathtaking places oh. it doesn't even look like you're in Costa Rica it's because it's so like diverse in nature so Costa Rica was formed like from coming out of the sea and from volcanoes and so you have all this like really rich like volcanic soil so there's so many like unique plants that can grow here and Costa Rica is a really unique country as well although it's like tiny like it's a tiny tiny country it's very small um, there's so many different like microclimates within Costa Rica so you can go to the beach and see totally different animal species and insect species and plant species and you come up here to the mountains of Monteverde and it's like a completely different world so because of all of the changing atmospheres and climates and just different weather patterns the country is really unique because it's able to have such like diversity in terms of animals and plants what kind of animals do you mostly see there well, being in Monteverde, this is like one of the richest places where you can see animals. So every single day I see like wild animals, which is so cool. Growing up in the suburbs, like you see squirrels and maybe <laughs> Here, there's lots of um, coatis or cotamundis. Here, they call them pisotes. They're in the raccoon family. They have these really long tails and like kind of little snout noses. They look kind of like a combination of like a dog and a lemur and a monkey all put together. Um, but I see those everywhere running around my school. Um, we see lots of agoutis, which are also like these really big rodents. They kind of look like kind of skinny, shiny bunnies with no ears and like really big butts. <laughs> and they run around a lot. They're pretty, they're like the size of a rabbit though. Um, we also see armadillos, which, you know, state mammal of Texas got to represent. There's lots of wild armadillos. <laughs> Um, tropical birds there's beautiful tropical birds too that are my favorite are the mot mot uh, it's like blue with like a gold head and like it kind of transitions into this like yellow green on its like stomach and then it has these beautiful long tails that flicker down kind of it looks like a miniature peacock tail it has kind of like a little bell at the end and then we also have like the mystical quetzal which is one of the rare birds it's like the national bird of Guatemala but it's a bird that you see frequently around here it's like this iridescently turquoise green bright color with like the brightest red breast you could ever see and then its tail is so long and just like flickers out into two kind of like long feathers and it's so magical looking at it looks like a pokemon and so you just see <laughs> 
people, animals all the time, not to mention like um, some endangered animals. We'll see kinkajous and olingos, which you've probably never even heard of because I didn't hear of those before I moved mm-hmm. here. But they're like really endangered lemurs that at night you can see them if you go um, deeper into the forest. And then obviously we have monkeys, capuchin monkeys and howler monkeys in Monteverde. Is that like also is I see pictures of a llama. Was that the same area or was that a completely different area? That was Peru. Yep. So I went to okay. Peru and they had obviously so many llamas over there. And I'll pack. <laughs> nice. And also, so you have a very close niche of friends. And most of they didn't they recently go over there and surprise you or something? Yeah, I was actually so surprised that all my friends ended up coming to visit me like within the first year of me living here. So recently I just had five friends, like friends that I've known since high school and a few from college, like a group of five of my best friends come to Monteverde for the first time. And some of these friends had never left the country before. Some of them had never been to Central America before or any sort of Latin country. And so I was super excited to kind of help my friends like a few of them like open up their travel door and like come yeah their first country so it was super exciting to have them here that's always a great feeling because i'm always pushing for that and i'm I'm very i'm a little bit more similar in that aspect where people nowadays they want to go on these adventures but they're kind of a little bit scared because they've never been to um secluded areas or just places that doesn't have um we call it Wi-Fi or just close to me, uh, just close to the city. So they're just a little bit skeptical. And when I take them out, they always want to go back and they're always asking me, it's like, oh man, that's a lot of money to start, you know, burning to go to these crazy places. But it's always fun to like see the reaction at the end of the trip. They're, they're more inspired to do things on their own and they, they start, you know, having their own little group of friends to go with them. And now you, you're in a very unique place where your friends are coming to you to, to these areas because then not many people know about these areas or especially because then just because you're in a country that there's so much interesting places in those country that haven't been explored yet exactly and i feel like too there's a lot of fear behind just like never having done something so people think that traveling is such a hard thing like what am i gonna do like how do i figure out transportation and especially traveling to a country where you don't speak the native language it can be kind of intimidating too so it's like people are afraid of danger and they look at media and the media says you know you know person kidnapped in this country and this crime happens in this country so people just kind of have an overall you know fear of traveling i would say the majority of the population kind of is more hesitant toward especially going to a small country like costa rica that they might not know a whole lot about but once you get here and you're like oh they have uber in san jose that's easy like oh there's wi-fi like literally around every corner because it's 2019 and like oh like (laughs) they have walmart cool like globalization has really made it so much easier to travel although it's obviously bad for the economy and lots of other things but it makes things more (laughs) familiar no matter where you go Right, exactly. Just like uh, I just interviewed somebody from Hong Kong. She said the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't know the language there. And she she's just like you. Most, most of her life was in Texas and she just moved there. And she didn't know any of the native language and she's doing fine. Hey there, Traveler. I hope you're learning a lot from this week's podcast. And if you'd like to support us, go check out www.daystravel.com and enjoy the rest of this episode. 
let's see, that's awesome. I was not confident with my Spanish either moving here. Like, I took Spanish in high school, like, a semester in college, and, like, knew very basic things. I would say I was fluent in resort Spanish, <laughs> but not, like, <laughs> coming out into the world. But, I mean, once you come, it's like you find your community of people who are like you, who are traveling solo, who are also having the same goals, and you kind of just learn from there. Exactly. And... um so how so how did you so how are you tackling with the language barrier right now plus like i just noticed um congratulations do you seem to have a, a new relationship and i'm he's is he is he is he the name like his name um language over there is spanish mm-hmm. yeah so obviously the the language of costa rica is spanish and yes i do have a boyfriend we've been dating for like 11 months now um pretty much like a month into me moving here like some random guy asked me on a date and I was like okay I'm gonna friend zone you and here we are 11 months later um but no he's definitely helped me with my <laughs> language as well so they always say <laughs> when you're traveling abroad you learn the language find yourself a person that's from there and date them and they'll help you with the language and like that has really been um a big help for me kind of just like speaking in Spanish to him and him kind of helping me he's bilingual he's a tour guide so he speaks really good English and obviously oh, awesome Spanish um but I'm actually pretty lucky because I came to work at a bilingual school so my school hires like one third of their teachers are native English speakers from like we have some from Spain who's not a native speaker but she speaks really good English some from the UK um, and then from all over the United States and so I'm with like a group of you know international teachers that have become my really close friends and so at faculty meetings it's in Spanish and then it's also translated and my director also is from the states and so he'll say something in Spanish and then translate it and so although I would say the majority of my coworkers don't speak English English, we have figured out like how to communicate. And I have Spanish lessons every Tuesday um, where I get to sit down with a tutor from my that's provided for my school. And it's just like one on one working with the skills that I need. So I have a lot of support. And my the, the coworkers at my school and my community is very heavy, like in tourism, and they're used to having a lot of English speakers around. So I feel like I have a lot of support just from people, you know, being used to interacting with people who speak English and kind of knowing how to help me communicate and being really patient when I might not have the words to express what I want to say. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Glad you you figured a way to like tackle that and you know use it to your advantage. Um, so you so how often do you actually like go out and venture out when you're in in Costa Rica? Because it, it seems like you do a lot. Like you, like I said, you you went zip lining, you mm-hmm. you went to waterfalls. Uh, I think you went horseback riding. Uh, there's this, this crater thing that you went to, and you're like oh. on top of mountains. You're re- like the the one story I want to actually like dive into right now is the one picture that you have on Instagram, is where you're reading a book, and you're and there's a ma- like the ma- you can see the view behind you, and it's like oh, clouds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you're on top of a mountain, and you're and you're like cloud level. Yeah, that's like the perfect depiction of Monteverde right there. So such beautiful view, such beautiful sunset. That picture was actually taken at a friend's house. Um, we just went to my friend's house to like have a barbecue and like put, listen to some music. And my friend's in a band, so they'll play music and we'll just kind of hang out and really enjoy time. And that's the view from his backyard. He literally wow. had 
like this little patio and it's in the middle of nowhere because I live in a very like small rural area and just covered in forest like my town's only 6,500 people and it covers like a lot of land so it's really small and you can just look out and watch the sunset and look at these clouds like seemingly coming from the ground up into you know the sky it's really 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 beautiful so that was that moment in that picture I'm so jealous right now so pretty and there are certain seasons where every night is an amazing sunset that's usually around like December January where every night is like unreal sunsets so you've moved for 11 months you said right yep I'll actually you know what I I've been here today is July 11th it's my one year anniversary for moving to Costa Rica because I moved on July 11th last year Wow, awesome. I got you on, uh, on a one-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an awesome episode. <laughs> yep. And you're also, so to celebrate your one-year anniversary, you seem like you'd be taking a new skill and you're even venturing out into trying to do a motor, or you're trying to learn how to do the mo- uh, ride a motorcycle. Sorry. So yep. trying to wake up over here. <laughs> I know, right? No, but yeah, I'm kind of crazy. Like, I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle and like kind of be that badass girl that's like, I can do what the boys do. Like, you can't <laughs> be equality. And so um, in Monteverde, they like there's I would say there's like so many more motorcyclists than there are car drivers. Like there's just so many more motos than cars here um, because it's like really rural and the roads are like most of the roads are not paved. So we I live on a mountain. So walking up to school even is like really steep, really rocky, unpaved. And so it's kind of hard to like move cars around sometimes. And also like having a car in this environment is just not good for the car. Like lots of cars die right now. My boyfriend's car is outside my house. His battery just died. So it's just like expensive to have a car here. And so most people just have motorcycles. And so it's like really safe to drive a motorcycle around here because everybody is very like aware of motorcycles lists and it's like I don't know the more common ride so over Christmas break I went home and signed up for a motorcycle course and got my license and came back here and kind of was like learning how to ride a motorcycle my boyfriend was so nice and teaching me and like being very very patient even when I like <laughs> drop his motorcycle sorry Gennaro um <laughs> but really patient <laughs> And finally, like um, my one of my really good friends was moving to Spain from working at my school and she had this bike and she was like the, you know, third female owner of this bike. And I was just like, you know what, like this bike is for me. And so she sold it to me. And it's like this really awesome motorcycle that has only ever had like female owners. And so I was like, I'm going to keep on with this tradition. And so um, I finally feel like pretty confident riding around the town now with this motorcycle. Awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't do it in Texas. Texas just seems so scary. There's so many big cars, like I'll get crushed. But here it's like, oh, small rural town, like the roads aren't even paved. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about Texas now, um, and since you're living there, when you like, do what do you like? Do you miss anything from here, or is it just like, oh, I'm I'm engulfed in this culture. I love it here more, and I'm thinking of sticking here. Like, what's the plan? Oh, there are definitely things that I miss from the States, like just little things, you know, like here, I don't have like my own washing machine and my own dryer. Um, So it takes clothes a really long time to dry. So it's kind of these like little home things that like I miss, like there's no carpet in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. 
one has carpet in their home and you don't think about that but I remember coming home over Christmas break being like oh my god like I haven't stepped foot in on like cozy carpet in so long or little things like you know not having a dishwasher and not having a car so some of these like materialistic things I really miss um but in terms of the culture um I feel like Costa Rica is so friendly and so helpful um I miss a lot of the conveniences of living in the States for sure. Like just being able to like go get food at 9 PM and not have everything be closed or um, be able to, you know, visit my family and my friends whenever I want. Um, but yeah, I do miss the States a lot and I won't be living in Monteverde forever for sure. But for now I'll be staying here another year and we'll see what happens after that. Nice. And since you're on your grace period, I'm guessing you're having a lot more travel plans in in mind? Um, no? It's kind of the opposite, actually. I feel like I traveled too much in this past year. So literally in the past year, I traveled um, from like last June. I traveled to Japan. I traveled to um, California, to Peru, back to the States twice, to Ecuador, and then quite a few times to the beach here in Costa Rica. So this summer, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in Costa Rica. My friends are visiting me. My parents are visiting me. I'm just going to kind of enjoy kind of just a few weeks where I don't have to be traveling so much and I can just enjoy like being here and going on a hike or maybe taking a, a weekend trip to a neighboring city and climbing a volcano oh wow if you're gonna <laughs> climb that volcano i might join you on that <laughs> you can't actually climb the volcano but you can get pretty close to the bottom oh nice i, I didn't know that vol- a volcano was in costa rica oh yeah we have lots of volcanoes actually there's none in monteverde but the most famous one is the arenal volcano it's like right near la fortuna which is like a really great place if you're coming to costa rica you should definitely go to la fortuna there's like wonderful natural hot springs um because it's so close to all those like natural volcanic veins and so um it's known for all the hot springs and you can go to the arenal uh volcanic national park and go hiking around the park and see some really cool nature and there's a lot of really great hikes around there okay actually now you brought up a very cool little like point or state uh, segment that i want to kind of like ask um mm-hmm. so if i were to go there or anyone that hasn't been to costa rica for maybe how long they should stay for like to engulf that in that that environment you know get a sense of costa rica mm-hmm. um from the outdoor side um and then it's like where should they visit maybe one or two places Oh, for sure. So I feel like if you're coming to Costa Rica and you really want to get a grasp, I would say two weeks is going to be a good time. Two weeks or more. One week, you're going to see maybe one or two places. But since Costa Rica is so diverse, I feel like it's a shame if you don't get to see all the different climates. So when I first came here, I came here in 2017 with a tour company um, called Contiki. And I totally recommend this tour company. It's for the ages of 18 to 35. And um, a lot of the travelers are from Europe and from Australia and from the U.S. So it's like this nice collection of like young people who are, you know, willing to travel and have fun and, and kind of adventure. It's, it's kind of known as like a party tour company um, because like you get to go out and like stay in these cool places and you can have like a roommate if you want. But I went um, by myself and there were like probably like 10 people on the tour that were also solo travelers. So it's like you go and it's like you meet people. It's kind of like summer camp abroad while you're an adult 
it's really awesome. Nice. Um, but that's what I did. And I feel like that tour, which was, I think, yeah, it was about 17 days or maybe a little less, took me around the entire country. And I, I feel like this is where I knew I wanted to move here because I was able to see the whole grasp. But you don't have to come to Costa Rica with the tour company. You can definitely do it on your own. I would say the places that you should hit up, all the highlights, um, you want to start out in San Jose, but don't plan to spend too much time there. There are some cool things to see, but the it's just kind of a city. You know, there's really nothing too special in San Jose. Um, but you want to hit up Manuel Antonio, which is a really great beach. It's got a national park there. It's really beautiful. It's like this cove with nature and monkeys and raccoons running around everywhere. A nice hike. Oh, wow. um, some other beaches, Playa Tamarindo. You can go surfing there if you're into surfing. Um, you can go snorkeling and scuba diving off that uh, coast. It's really pretty. They have some day cruises you can take. Um, if you want to go white water rafting, you can go to Turrialba or Serepiki. There is a beautiful river. It's like the top three most beautiful rivers in the world. It's called the Pacuare River. And it's like class four and five rapids. And I went down those and it was amazing. So Costa Rica is definitely a place for adventurers. If you want to go rafting, go to the Pacuare River. If you want to go ATV touring, go to La Fortuna. If you want to go in the hot springs la fortuna has the best hot springs in all of costa rica if you're really into cloud forests and nature and animal and bird watching you'll come to monteverde where we have like so many beautiful natural reserves this is where you can really get thick and dense into the cloud forest where it's misty and plants and animals very few will only serve like only exist in this really unique climate. Um, and so there's just really awesome things. If you like um, hiking volcanoes, you can go to the Arinal National Park. Um, if you just want to be a beach bum and like chill on the beach with your friends, go to Puerto Viejo on the Caribbean side and like kind of chill out there. So there's a lot of stuff for everyone here. Wow, that's very diverse. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. I just want to pack up my bags right now, to be quite honest with you. Down, pura vida. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually take up on that offer. All right. So um, now, so here's a question that I like to ask about all my interviewees. Do you think exploring and traveling is important for somebody's well-being? I would say 100% for sure. Now, I know that traveling isn't for everybody. Some people have anxieties with traveling and get scared, but I feel like you can even travel like in your own state, right? So traveling is all about going out and pushing your comfort zone, trying new things and kind of gaining a new sense of um, purpose for yourself or a new sense of like responsibility, like realizing that you are capable of doing so many more things than you ever thought you were capable of doing. So what traveling has really given me has been like belief that I can accomplish goals and belief that if, when, if I'm faced with a problem, I can overcome it. Sorry, they're doing construction next door to me. <laughs> terrible noise. Okay. But yeah, I feel like everyone needs to travel because not only do you get a new perspective on this country that you've only maybe read about or seen on TV, but you come back and you have a different perspective on your house and your home and your lifestyle because you realize, oh, the way that I've been doing this isn't the only way to do this. Like I thought that this right. is the only thing that existed, but that's not the reality. That's awesome. That's the same outlook I have pretty much when I go on trips and come back. 
this part right here is just kind of like a little plug for you if you're working on any projects or if you want to, you know, share a little bit more. Or the big thing for, you know, travelers like you and people who moved away for this part is like, hey, like you want to say a message to your friends or family. I know you, you keep in touch with them a lot, but mm-hmm. this, is, this is just for you if you have anything to share more for your personal stuff that you're working on. I just have to say that, you know, if you are wanting to teach abroad or move abroad, come to Costa Rica. It's a great place. Come to the Cloud Forest School. We're always looking for new international teachers. You know, we have some open positions, an open high school science position, (laughs) an open third and fourth grade teaching position. So um, that's my little plug right there. If you want to come teach with me in the rainforest, come on down. I'll hook you up. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then just um, if I could give a shout out to all my friends who came to visit me, I feel so lucky that my friends were open and like wanting to explore Costa Rica and like explore new things and like overcome maybe some fears. And I think it's like really awesome that I was able to have like not only my friends, but also my family come visit me. So it made it really special. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Day Travel Podcast. I also want to give a huge thank you to all my supporting contributors out there. This podcast and my other content at www.daystravel.com won't be possible without you. So keep supporting me and watch out for my future content. Thank you.